Welcome to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. This podcast tackles the hottest topics for the European accountancy profession. Get your need-to-know update from Brussels. In this episode, I continue my conversation with Thomas Muller, Chair of Accountancy Europe's Public Sector Policy Group. Last time, we spoke about how the public sector's reaction to COVID-19 differs from its response to the 2008 financial crisis and short-term actions to manage the financial resources that have been deployed. In this episode, we look at long-term actions to deal with the financial resources, the role of accountants, and sustainability. If you haven't heard the last episode, I suggest you give it a listen as it sets the stage for this chat. Enjoy! Too often we get stuck in this this um, hamster wheel cycle of only going to the next thing to the next thing. So looking in the more longer term, um, maybe we can touch on those, uh, the advice we would have for governments in, in those circumstances. That, that's a great question. And actually, you probably already have the impression that I'm in the hamster wheel kind of talking about all the short term impact. But the, yes, there are long term uh, homework to do. And um, very often um, when talking to governments in these days, especially in governments which are uh, probably at kind of a, let's say, a lower accounting uh, maturity level, they say, okay, we, we do not have the time and uh, the, uh, the means at the moment to do any accounting reforms. But this is exactly the wrong answer to what has happened here. Um, given the transparency needed in the future, um, governments need to redouble their efforts to adopt a cruel accounting at all levels of government. So it's not the time to relax on uh, accounting reforms. They have to increase their efforts even more so. Agreed. Sorry, Sorry just uh, jumping in for a second. Um, in fact, if if the COVID period uh, has taught us nothing, it feels like if uh, it's the moment where we have a chance to reevaluate things. We have a chance to do things a little bit differently. So it would be really missed opportunity if governments were to go back to business as usual when it comes to accounting. So so fully fully support that point. Yeah, just to quote somebody else uh, who is much wiser than me, there's uh, no such terrible thing than a missed crisis, right? And this uh, is exactly exactly is really true never for, waste a good for... crisis. I think is is yeah the way I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that is exactly what we are talking about here, because, again, there are two areas where accrual accounting makes a significant contribution to the transparency uh, and fiscal sustainability needed exactly in these times. Firstly, in uh, actively managing the government balance sheet and net worth. As governments are providing uh, investment financing by way of purchasing shares and bonds, as I already outlined, the asset side will contain risks which need to be supervised. And provisions made in respect of the impairment of these assets will play an important role for future decision-making. And on the other side, uh, the uh, increased expenditure lead to a significantly increase in debt, which in the end will lead to a negative network. And this requires active management looking forward to come back to an improved sustainable financial situation in the mid to long term. And the second area where uh, accrual accounting helps is in managing the already mentioned loans and loan guarantees. They are no, not immediately leading to costs, uh, which make them quite attractive, which are obviously not recognized in government immediately and at the short term. However, with the increased default risk, and we talked already about it, it is likely that the contingent liabilities which have to be disclosed in the notes or liabilities which even have to have to be included in the balance sheet will grow over time. And this is only shown by accrual accounting 
And, and the, the failure to report these liabilities could lead to a significant underestimating um, of the long-term fiscal impact of such measures. So that's the first advice we give um, in terms of uh, long-term measures. And already talking about adopting accrual accounting, the second advice certainly is that uh, the advantages of adopting accrual accountings are amplified when governments use high quality financial reporting standards, which are globally accepted and agreed. Uh, therefore, the accountancy profession, and uh, this is not only since today, we kind of uh, already pointed that out in several papers in the past as uh, Accountancy Europe, we believe that in the mid to long term, governments should adopt internationally recognized financial reporting standards, which are developed by the IPSASB, the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board. These standards lead to greater consistency and comparability between public sector financial statements. And this actually is of utmost importance as governments will need to uh, kind of uh, record levels of uh, record levels of borrowing much of it coming from open markets, much of it coming from uh, investors, and they will want to see reliable, internationally comparable and timely information. It's absolutely true that the comparability of data is so important at this time, even on how to report deaths of COVID, there was no harmonization anywhere in Europe. And then to think that if even on that level, they couldn't find agreement, they would they will need to do a lot better because as, as we, we all know that if data is not comparable, it has no meaning without a lot of context. And so, um, no, very much, uh, it, it's very important and hopefully that will they will learn in the longer term about the harmonization and the importance of that. Uh, Andrea, it's very suitable at that point in time to mention European harmonization because it is important to mention this in this context that the European EPSAS project, which takes IPSAS as the major reference point, is, is currently also examining the impact of COVID-19 on future public sector accounting and how it should be presented in uh, public sector accounting within Europe. So this is actually very current. That brings me to the last uh, and third point and advice of, uh, for long-term actions uh, uh, beyond adopting accrual accounting and using internationally accepted standards. And, and this is covering the whole systems perspective. I think uh, we have seen during the crisis that from a systems perspective, governments are strongly encouraged to improve their IT facilities and working practices, both for the workers and the citizens as end users. I think the pandemic has highlighted the impact of uh, lack of investment in systems in the public sector in many ways. Some governments and governmental entities are still heavily reliant on paper-based processes. That makes it more difficult for public workers to work remotely and to keep operations running. Um, on the other side of the process, the lack of public digital interfaces impacts the ability of citizens to access public services remotely so many of these drivers, which are we just uh, um, highlighting here, um, are the drivers of the Estonian e-governance project, which has already been started years ago and certainly is a kind of a best practice example. It will be interesting to see how a country like Estonia is dealing with the crisis based on their IT majority, which they have worked on during the last years. It feels very connected to the European Commission, which is part of their recovery, is one of the big pillars is the digital. So um, it's nice to see that, that this is one core thing that everyone seems to be able to agree on, is that legacy systems need to be left in the past and we need to move forward with 
the proper tools on the the IT side. It, um, we see hopefully the momentum there and that there will be a real change. Moving on to the role of accountants, because of course, the, since it is a, a financial question um, for how governments are using their, their funds and um, accountants are essential in that uh, conversation, what role do you see for accountants um, for the public sector in this, in this time? I could give you a short answer and say um, to ensure that this all is in place, what we talked about during the last 30 minutes, uh, but um, I can be a little bit more extensive, uh, certainly. Um, I think five activities uh, are important to be highlighted here where uh, accountants really make a difference and play a major role. Um, let me start with the first point, which I um, introduced as a short-term action, because first of all, accountants uh, are responsible and should be responsible to establish the budgeting structure in order to provide the basis for decision-making concerning the ability to finance necessary support measures, because that's the important point, where do we get the money for, for all these measures? And uh, accountants really play a major role in structuring this, uh, these budget and budgeting uh, items and the funds. Number two, many countries underline uh, their, the important role of uh, accountants uh, to provide assistance to governmental entities in choosing, implementing and reporting on the relevant supporting measures, because not every measure is suitable to every entity, to every challenge, and accountants can help uh, identifying what is the right measure, because accountants provide an insight into the potential impact of support measures on future financial statements, and with that, a basis for decision-making concerning the suitability of support measures. The third activity I see is that accountants play an important role in developing general standards and accounting guidance. As examples, I just want to mention the Ipsos B staff paper on accounting for COVID-19 related measures, all the guidance uh, documents prepared by the German IDW for the preparation and audit of financial statements during the pandemic. With these activities, accountants help providing transparency regarding the impact of support measures on government networks. That leads me to the fourth activity, because within the entities, accountants translate this general guidance into accounting procedures and implement those accounting procedures in the underlying IT systems. And uh, hereby, accountants play a major role in establishing the relevant checks and controls within these procedures, um, what in summary is called the internal control system. By that, accountants uh, contribute to the establishment of good governance within governmental entities. And last but not least, the fifth point, uh, um, accountants are the drivers in the preparation of financial information, looking backwards, um, uh, starting with the budget, now looking backwards, uh, how uh, the funds have been spent, which informs uh, the public, especially citizens and in investors on a quarterly or uh, even a yearly basis about the status of public finances. And this is probably the most valuable contribution of the profession in regards of transparency and accountability in the public sector. We learned in a, in a previous um, interview where we discussed uh, the role of accountants in supporting SMEs through the crisis. Um, but it seems that there will, there will be a, a big um, learning curve on the profession side to skill up to be able to meet all of those needs. But it's very clear which roles we need to play to, play to um, meet the public, public sector's needs. And so the accountancy profession we know is always learning and always building on the skill set and adapting to various situations. So I'm sure we'll um, find 
a, a way to support the public sector um, through this period. Another um, macro perspective, we've seen a bit that sometimes sustainability or uh, climate concerns have been uh, pushed to the side a bit in this period. Um, what do you think the impact will be on, for sustainability or climate protection post-COVID? Will we return to this um, initiative to be more sustainable or will people be more concerned about pushing um, business as usual? I think uh, it, it's a little bit uh, going in the same direction as uh, reactions to the uh, accounting reform question. I think if you look at what currently happens, uh, obviously Corona currently decreases the carbon oxygen emissions, uh, but that's only short term. And I think we have to be careful that we don't do a misinterpretation of that, because this decrease certainly is not sufficient to achieve the long term uh, climate goals which governments uh, have set themselves. Um, actually, it rather endangers it uh, because businesses are lacking the financial means to invest in new technology. And when productions will take up uh, again or will be taken up again, the currently decreased emissions will simply occur at a later point in time. So we should not uh, misunderstand what is happening at the moment in terms of decreased carbon oxygen uh, emissions. And therefore, um, to achieve long-term goals, sustainable measures are needed, and it is absolutely necessary that the funds which are set aside and were set aside in the past um, uh, are, are being maintained even in these times of crisis. And uh, just and being a German citizen, I'm glad that, that the German government has declared that COVID-19 does not have an impact on the foreseen funds of over 55 billion euro for 2020 up to 2023 mainly with the help of the Energy and Climate Fund. Uh, so in the interest of our children and grandchildren, COVID cannot be an excuse to postpone urgently needed measures. Absolutely. And I think what we've seen with the environmental uh, protection and sustainability and measures in a more sustainable direction is that what we need is long-term changes, energy changes, uh, shifts on the grand scale, but those take time. And um, accountants are, are also at the, the center of that debate too, but that's, that's a discussion for another day. Putting those wheels in motion and making sure they stay in motion is, is part of the work that we still need to do in, in this period. So thank you so much for joining us this time. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to Because People Count, the Accountancy Europe podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and most podcasting apps. Get in touch. We are at AccountancyEU on Twitter, and you can contact me at Andrea at AccountancyEurope.eu. This podcast is presented and edited by Andrea Campbell with help from Elida Nijar. Our music is Fearless First by Kevin MacLeod under a Creative Commons license. See you next time, because people count.